everything else versus Bitcoin essentially gets spent and dies. I want to be able to have reactive security. And I think OpVault is today the most straightforward, easiest to use way to do that. I will not be insulted by a clockmaker. <laughs> Overall, these kind of ways to make the network easier to both build on and interact with, I think is a really big deal. If Bitcoin existed when we started Twitter, we would not have to go down the ad model path. I mean, it's simple as that. Integrating Lightning into a social network is the killer app. Hello, and welcome to the Bitcoin.Review podcast, where we explore developments and projects with the people who actually make them happen. The show is supported by Pod 2.0, Sat Streaming, and Coinkite. If you're a new listener, I'm NVK. I run CoinKite, where we've been helping people secure their Bitcoins for over a decade. We make the cold card and fun products like the Block Clock. You can find more information about it on CoinKite.com. We have a packed list episode today, and I have some awesome dudes. Uh, Paul, future Paul, welcome to the show for the first time. Hello. Thank you for having me. It seems that I have a Mutiny Wallet uh, person here pretty much on every episode now. Yeah, we're, uh, development is really slowed to a halt. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Callie, welcome back. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Looking forward. Hey, uh, a lot of people, like people really liked the, the eCash episode. I think it was a, a success. I think we managed to get people uh, to understand layer three. I'm very, ah, you got me there. <laughs> no, I, I also refer to uh, refer that episode to people who want to get into the more advanced stuff of eCash. So it was it was a really banger. That's cool. All right, without further ado, let's start the list. Code card Mark Four version five point one point two. Now all Sig hash types are supported. Previously, Sig hash all was only supported. We added this so that uh, people can do PSBT trading and all their many types of new scripting that people want to do that was sort of like being pushed back. Because the way we designed it, code card was so that unless we find a transaction kosher, we don't let you sign it. So we don't YOLO it. So just in case there is, you know, malform transactions or like grifting attacks or whatever. What kind of sucks is that every time there is a new thing that people are trying to do, code card's going to probably say no. <laughs> and then we have to update with more permissions. I can't remember if this is a, a checkbox. There's still, there is a warning, but I can't remember if it's a setting. Anyway, it says you have to go to advanced danger zone yes, yes. to cash checks. I always play the, the Tom Cruise movie when I go in my head, when I go to the danger zone. Danger zone. But there's danger never going to be a danger zone, like, it's just sign whatever. You, you, mm, the, like, the ultimate like, danger zone? No. Even in the danger zone, we still, Tom Cruise still wears a helmet. <laughs> so can you, can you give an example of what uh, a bad transaction might be that uses other sick op, uh, sick hash operations here? So, for example, if you don't own one of the input addresses that's for change, you should whine about it so that you don't have a grifting attack. That that would be an example, if I remember right. It's been a while since I looked at this part of this stuff. But all the normal transactions yes. basically use SIGHASH all. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, normally you break SIGHASH all when you do inputs and outputs that don't sort of belong to your keys. 
and change outputs, I think. So we now added uh, support for CDXOR for 12 words and 18 words as well. I think I've convinced myself that 12 words are safe, even though it's kind of a range problem. You can't improve that either. <laughs> it's a strange math problem. I mean, strange to me. I want to use 12 words for, for Mutiny Wallet because I really want people to actually write them down. Mm -hmm. And I just know for myself that I'm less likely to write down 24. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is, you know, it became the standard. It's fine. It's 128 bits. You know, I don't know. I always like the idea of filling up those bits instead of scratching them. Um, but it is what it is. Memory signing speed optimizations, Docker Pro build. Oh yeah, so the Docker repro, the the reproduction, the reproducible builds uh, have been improved. Docker is a shit coin, but is the shit coin that is available. Man, Docker is horrible. The best shit coin we have. I know, right? But boy, is horrible. Bug fixes. Users no longer need to manually reboot code card after importing a private key and tap signer backup. Uh, that's kind of a cool one. Uh, SIG hash type is no longer set on foreign PSPT inputs. There you go. Fixed issue with validating screen would appear twice. Double validating. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. One more uh, coin kite. When's the Q1 ship? Oh, Q1 is the name, mm. not the quarter. I mean, I have hopes that if we don't get bogged down with some plastic sort of bullshit, because sometimes you have to do more than one round of plastic and nowadays takes longer. So th there is a chance we, we, we get this out between like Q3, Q4, but who knows, right? I mean, it can get pushed a few months just because of plastic. The board, though, is like pretty good. Uh, we like the, the version of the board that we have now. And uh, we're working on the, on the UI. It's going to be textual. Sweet. I'm, st I'm stoked. Yeah, me, me too. I, I, I can't wait to use that. Sparrow version 1.7.5. Add border wallets. Number grid support. So the, the border wallets, I kind of like it and I kind of don't. I feel like a lot of people are going to lose money with that because they're going to like choose like bad entropy because of the drawing. Can you give a like a small... Uh version of what it is. I saw, saw it pop up in my feed, but I didn't look into it. So essentially, like they have the, the all the words distributed as a grid, right? And then you, you draw something on top of it. And then those are your words. Like, so you it's know, supposed like, to help you remember your seat yes. better by remembering a shape instead of words. Yes. But what if you slide over uh, a cell to the left or to the right? Or is that... Kind of. I can't remember, but I, I think that there is a way to remember uh -huh. where they are. I, I looked at this like almost a year ago now, I think. But it's one of those projects that like I love the idea, especially for people fleeing or whatever. But like there is just some instinct on me that says don't do this at the same time. <laughs> I'm trying to find like an image of this or something. I want to visualize this, but but you just shuffle all the words on a piece of paper and then the person selects their own image that they want to draw onto that shuffled yeah borderwallets.com there is a little video there i personally i do want to find a way to get good at memorizing 12 words i, I read this book uh, moon moonwalking with einstein which is mm -hmm. about kind of the, the ancient art of memory 
uh, and people who like memorize like, you know, packs of cards or entire books or things like that. Like it's not ridiculous to have a memory palace, put like 12 or 24 words in it and have really good recall. Oh yeah, for sure. So see, like, did you see the link there? So I think you just, you, you just choose the first grid one and then you draw your B or whatever. Generate a grid, generate seed grid, draw your pattern. So yeah, you do draw your own pattern. So that means you have to be able to recall this. Yes. This grid. Yeah. I mean, you have to be extremely precise with what you draw. So if you're, if you can remember exactly pixel by pixel, what you're going to draw, you could just as well yeah. remember the words maybe over. You know, it's options. I, I like that. I just, I don't know. Like maybe I'm just being silly and you know, this is safe. I, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to my secrets. Well, I mean, <laughs> cryptographically, I mean, uh, just re- statistically speaking, it, it's probably safe. You uh, shuffle the words and then you draw yeah. something on top of it that is not correlated to the shuffling. So it's going to yeah. be random. But the question is, right, uh, what's better for remem- remembering? As far as I understand, this is for your human memory. So obviously you can remember a shape nicely, but you if can you remember each pixel of that shape mm. as easily as a couple of words? So that's that's the yeah. question I I don't know. I want to try it. I'm really curious. I don't think I will be able to memorize this, but <laughs> but so okay. So the, 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 this I'm uh, just reading this. This helps it me understand. So you have to you have to have your unmarked entropy grid. You have to keep that. Mm-hmm. So there is another element that it's not just yeah, memorizing the shape. You need that shuffled grid, but just the mm-hmm. unmarked version. You destroy the version that you mark up. So there is an another thing that you need to to get your money. Yes. Uh, it's not just the shape that you've memorized. It would be interesting if they had a way to maybe create a hash of the grid so that at least you have a checksum or something like that. It looks that. like there's some checksum stuff in here. Yeah. Anyways, it's cool. Always show topside in an air gap import options. Thanks, Craig. Improve error message when Bitcoin Core wallet support is disabled. Update. Spectre Desktop Wallet Import. Sparrow's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. I wish it was in Java, but you know, that's the language that he does, and he does ship a lot. I think we're going to talk about Sparrow at the Austin Bitcoin Design Club next week. Oh, cool. What is Sparrow? It's Python, right? No. Oh, yeah. No, no. Sparrow is Java. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Electrum version 4.4.0. Electrum, it's been a while. By the way, for people that don't know, it is the oldest Bitcoin wallet aside from Bitcoin Core. I think they launched in 2011. New Android app using QML instead of Kiwi. Oh, that's a shame. I like Kiwi. Isn't QML what Bitcoin that app is using as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, people don't want to do Kiwi. But... I guess QML then would support Python somehow because uh, Electrum is all Python. I don't know QML. We should look into it. QT GUI GUI update improvements. Privacy feature. Lightning support for uh, option SCID alias. Uh, Q- I don't know that one. SCID alias. Okay. Like the short, the short, if you, if you have like, um, shoot. 
I'm, I'm probably not gonna get this exactly right, but something to do with like uh, zero comp channels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, if you don't have a confirmation, you can't like derive the alias yet. So you, you okay, you, you make your own alias. QT GUI, uh, UTXO privacy analysis. Oh, that's kind of cool. So they have this new way for you to check the privacy that you have right now. They do some some inferences there. Uh, I saw it on their tweet. It's a nice little uh, option. Coinstab, new menu that lets you easily spend a selection of UTXOs into a new channel or into a submarine swap. Uh, internal lightning invoice are regenerated every time routing hits are depreci- deprecated due to liquidity changes. Script descriptor are used internally to sign transactions. Electrum is a beast, man. It's uh, it's a mess because it's a product of its time, right? I mean, it started so early that like everything had to change and be patched and sort of built on top. But it is a workhorse. Do they still have their own Lightning implementation? I think so. Yeah, yeah they do. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And they also run one of the very few trampoline nodes in the network. Hmm. So I, I think Electrum uses trampoline for routing. Yeah, I... You know, like just selfishly speaking, I really wish they didn't do Lightning. They just focus on keeping their wallet like being great. Because, you know, Lightning is like a whole other universe. I mean, I think it actually pushed the release of Electrum 4 by like two years or something. (laughs) Because it was done on Master. So like they they couldn't release the wallet. So yeah, there is that. But it's nice to see it's being up to date. It's been a while. BTC Pay Server version 1.9.0, exchange integration via plugins, improved digital receipts, improved NFC experience, new checkout presets, retail and online mode, new recovery seed phrase view, wallet labels. Oh, nice to see B329 implemented. Label management refined, restructure how metadata is viewed. Very nice. These guys keep on shipping. Do you guys use... PTC pay server? I, I've had one that I've like used just for privately billing people. And I really like the one, uh, the setup at B- Bitcoin Park for like buying snacks. I think that isn't that one something else like Ibex or something like it that? It was Ibex, but they switched to, to BTC pay. Okay. And it works pretty good. So I'm interested to see what else they're doing for their retail versus online mode. Because it already works pretty well as a point of sale. It's one more of those projects that I wish was not in the language that it is. Like because yeah. <laughs> yeah. because it's C sharp. I'm like, nope. I had to build it once for some reason. I forget why. And it was there was a lot of Docker. Yeah, <laughs> it was Docker, like Docker, Docker, and Docker shielding and Docker. me from C sharp. <laughs> <laughs> but the the th- BIP three two nine stuff is. I mean, that's like a spec that uh, yeah, Craig Ross Barrow has been like pushing yep. for import export. So that's. That's great. Yep. All right. RoboSats uh, version 0.4.3-alpha. Support for Iranian Toman. Well, sounds like they are doing, uh, they have Iranian customers. Order book performance improvement. Android app now launches a Telegram client. Add multi-architecture builds for Android. Improve order book. And a bunch of other little things. Very nice. I have not used it yet. Same. I just know that um, something like RoboSets is great for testing your Lightning software because they use HODL invoices. So you have an invoice stuck for 
an amount of time until your order is filled. And building apps, you know, when you have multiple software pieces talking to each other and then suddenly something times out, very ugly things can happen. Like you expect the payment to go through, but it doesn't. Then you do the accounting and then you fail, blah, 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 blah. All the problems you don't have with on-chain Bitcoin. So nice. I can recommend people looking into it. It's a very, very cool uh, trading platform, actually. I mean, I should actually download it and just try, you know, sell some cashews. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you need something to sell, just create a cashew and sell for a couple of sats, you know? <laughs> sell cashews for Iranian tomans. That's right. Uh, probably illegal. <laughs> Bisque version 1.9.10 pre-release. This release is packed with improvements under the hood, blah, blah, blah. Always include high payload, uh, blah, blah. Oh, there's a lot. And uh, it's kind of like a marketing text kind of thing. Bisque is great. It's kind of cool that it's still in use and sort of plowing through it. And, you know, it's an alternative. I'm curious what, if the RoboSats and BISC volume has changed much since Taxful shut down. I imagine probably a lot. I mean, they're kind of in the same space. But at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like the great majority of Paxful, Paxful volume came from people that would never fully understand under the hood. They wouldn't be sort of using this more advanced kind of solutions mm. they were more sort of like you know joe selling some gift cards to go use it in some other country that you can't use the thing right you know sort of like selling pesa credits <laughs> and that kind of stuff i kind of have this this thesis that that, that we're kind of working from uh, i think it's something parker lewis said is like bitcoin or best practices are best practices so like there are, there's going to be like lots of upstarts and phases throughout like hyper bitcoinization where something that kind of cuts corners or does something that's not like fully bitcoiny not fully cypherpunk that it will succeed for a while but there's yeah. kind of like a like a long term trajectory towards the cypherpunk way will be the way in the long run you know all these projects they have this funny uh long tail curve so like they go up right when they launch and like they clearly hit a product market fit right and then sort of like they keep on going up, keep on going up. And then like they find a new competitor. So they drop a bit and then they just keep on sort of like going on this like upwards long, like low incline, but still up incline through a long time. And then the state comes and shoots them. <laughs> and then they drop to zero. <laughs> right. Because they're, they're lacking that upward trajectory. They're not like building defenses. They're just kind of like. No, they're, they're, they're cashing the, in and trying right. to grow the market. But like. You know, anything that is centralized and breaking rules, like it's on borrowed time, mm, right? Yeah. Like all of these are going to get like shut down. It's, it really is that simple. So you better capitalize as much as you can before you get shut down by the state, right? So that's my plan. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> all right. So LibWallet Core version 0.8.9 Taproot support. BIP32 descriptors, PSBT finalization improvements, elements support, and build uh, support, embed TLS. LibWally Lib core is, I had to look it up, cross-language collection of useful primitives for cryptocurrency wallets. I think they use it across, like uh, Blockstream uses across uh, different 
projects basically. So if you scroll down, you can see that the green wallet uses it and I think other apps basically that use cryptography. It's their, they created that as kind of like a BDK of sorts for people to do liquid, if I remember right. So like there was no easy way for people to integrate and uh, this does it. That's why it does elements and, and all that stuff. Uh, Nix Bitcoin version 0. 0.0.90. <laughs> you really want to say that you're alpha here. But, but Nix Bitcoin has been out for like three years. This is like one of the first ways I ever tried to run Bitcoin. <laughs> That's right. Trusted coin package and module. Trusted coin is a C Lightning plugin that allows places Bitcoin D trusted public explorers. Useful for demos. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nix Bitcoin is a very cool, it's a deterministic build Linux uh, by, I can't remember, it's uh, a Nickler, right? And somebody else who maintains it. All right. Uh, Nunchuck Desktop, version 1.9.18. Minor improvements in UI, flow, performance, fix bug, sync data. Enable service tab with new feature, emergency lockdown, recover, tap signer. Enable chat with expert nunchuck support. Support send attachment for premium account support. Very cool. Hugo, still shipping lots. Blockstream Green iOS version 4.0.0. Redesign looked at improved UX, adapting to individual self-custody needs. Ability to create accounts with different security levels and manage funds across them. Uh, I need to look into this right now i have like a figma with like a comparison of like maybe six different bitcoin wallets like from the ui perspective just like looking at different mm -hmm. send flows and receive flows so now that there's a new ux i, I gotta collect it and uh, inspect it it's not like it's not my thing hmm. their ux it's it's a little it looks easy but it's actually confusing but it, it did improve okay yeah i mean it's it's a little bit like nunchuck is also great but because Nunchuck is trying to do all this key versus wallet separation, it also gets confusing. But that's what you need if you're doing multi-sig, right? So like, it's mm -hmm. one of those things that like, there is no good answer. It's the same reason why like, cold card is like, you know, there's some peculiarities to it. I mean, because there is no alternative. No, there's might just be some inherent complexity in some of these things. That's right. Uh, Trezor version 23.4.1 pre-release. CoinJoin is available for Trezor Model T. Mind you, this is Wasabi CoinJoin, which is good, but it does send all your transactions through chain analysis. Upload full screen custom backgrounds on Model T. Okay. Huge update there. You can put new pictures. Fully noted version 0.6.1. Lightning can now be used without on-chain node added. Join market can now be used without on-chain node added. Noster functionality for uh, has been improved. General UI UX improvements and bug fixes. Very cool. Fully noted is a very interesting project that sort of, you know, I think it's its own thing, right? Like there's nobody else that does that. It's its own hardware and software package, right? Like uh... No, no, no. You connect to your node and your node can be any kind of thing. You don't run. It's it's a it's a hardware. It's kind of like a Zeus for your node. Uh huh. Yeah. Liana version zero point four more usable, more recovery paths. 
we covered some of that on uh, on the Upvaults round two episode. We talk about this uh, pre-signed transactions and how Upvault fixes all that. My Citadel version 1.2. I don't know this this software. More supported hardware wallets, updated dependencies, and support for hardware signers. Do you guys know My Citadel? No, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it's a Bitcoin Lightning and RGB wallet. Okay. Yeah, I've also been hearing about it in the context of RGB because it's one of the few projects that already support it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. RGB is interesting. So RGB Core version 0.10.0. The release represents deep refactoring of RGB and a bunch of other little things there. So RGB is kind of cool because, you know, it's a way for shitcoiners to do shitcoining on Bitcoin and help us kill the rest of the shitcoins. That's how I, that's how I look at it. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. You know, I was recently asking around how do you make shitcoins obsolete uh, without putting them onto Bitcoin? And I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have an answer to that question, but I think it's interesting to think about. There's this group of Bitcoiners who want to keep shitcoins as far as possible away from Bitcoin and the other ones that think that you can basically make them all irrelevant by creating assets on top of Bitcoin or sidechains or whatever, all the different constructions allow us. Yeah. Well, I think that the problem is that there is a huge market for gambling and scams, right? I mean, like the market demand is there. People want to go degen. Mm-hmm. So my view is that as long as it's not stuff that sort of like breaks Bitcoin in any way, I really don't care. I'd rather it be on Bitcoin than it be on, on like giving value to say Ethereum or something. Absolutely. I just think it's on us as Bitcoiners to let people know that because the shitcoin is running on top of Bitcoin does not make it suddenly more, less of a scam, basically. Yeah, I mean... It's a better engineered scam. (laughs) That's right. The problem is like the shitcoiners, especially the shitcoiners that are trying to do stuff on top of Bitcoin, they're very good at affinity scamming, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a a fine line there. You know, I don't want people buying shitcoins, but if people are going to do shitcoins, at least add value to Bitcoin. Um, there's also this one more point that adding a shitcoin onto Bitcoin means that you're adding dif- more uh, or different set of incentives also to the Bitcoin network implicitly. So, I mean, I don't know. Imagine having a big stablecoin issuer on Bitcoin that suddenly becomes super popular. We did. And then you have the well, kind of. American government suddenly. Remember Luna? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, but, but you know, like, but the thing is, it's the same with the inscription shit. Like, the same principles that defend my transactions, right, on Bitcoin will defend anybody doing their shitcoining on top of Bitcoin too, right? Like it's, uh, it's volunteered and it's free, like it's in freedom, right? I mean, like you can do whatever the fuck you want as long as the transaction is valid. That's that's how Bitcoin works. We can't censor it. You agree. Well, maybe layer three will fix some of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the scripter wallet library so the Scripter Wallet Library version 0.9.2, library for building the Scripter-based Bitcoin wallets. Okay, well, that's interesting. Let's see here. Improved command line explorer. Okay, so so that's like, it's like kind of like a CLI tool for you to, to build the Scripters. Okay, cool. All right. Any other Bitcoin software-specific software update that I might have missed? Nothing that I know about. I think I can... Check a bit devs list. 
that I regularly track, but uh, I think we covered a fair bit. All right, so Lightning Software Updates releases. Okay, Zeus. Oh, wait. Before Zeus, we have MutinyNet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Launched. Paul, why don't, you, why don't you read your notes? What do you mean? I read the notes. You you read the notes. It's it's. Oh, uh, why it's don't meeting. I read? And oh, yeah. I thought you were criticizing me. You're you're making <laughs> a request. It's a this cultural difference. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mutiny Net is uh, we're launching our own shitcoin, and it's cooler and faster than Bitcoin. It just has no value. Basically, it's a signet that with thirty second block times, which is actually funny. We we actually set this up so that it would run a signet that would run with thirty second block times. But there's signet has a difficulty adjustment, so it was just trending back to ten minutes. So Ben made a pull request on Bitcoin Core to make this a configurable thing so that you can set a, a block time target for a custom signet. Um, there's a little bit of discussion in the, the pull request, but it seems like it's mo people are mostly in favor. But it's great for Lightning. This is a great transition from Bitcoin to Lightning because it's great for Lightning because if you're testing out, you know, you, you're sitting there like waiting for six confirmations for a Lightning channel or something like that. It's the difference between like, you know, a few minutes and an hour. So uh, it's, it's it's really nice for us. And then we also, we launched MutinyNet kind of as a public thing because we want to have this sort of uh, ongoing, you know, we're, we're running nodes in the browser. So there's obviously a lot that can go wrong with communicating with peers and stuff. So we want them to be popping on and offline and making sure that they're continuing to have channels with each other. So we want this kind of long-lived test network for for testing between ourselves. So yeah, it's been, it's been pretty fun. We got a faucet, we got a mempool, we got Electris, we've got like a rapid gossip sync server. We got a lot of infrastructure. That so uh, when are you guys gonna start selling uh, Signet tokens? Uh, soon. <laughs> it's Bitcoin, right? <laughs> first, first person to offer a submarine swap from Mutiny Net to Mainnet. <laughs> I, I've heard it's I've, totally possible. I've heard <laughs> totally some rumor. I, I I don't know if this is an old wives' tale, but like the moment somebody like monetized like testnet, they'll like wipe it and start a new testnet or something like that. There's like some yeah. Sort of so that happened a few times way back. Uh, Gavin, I think, uh, wiped it once on on actual. Uh, it was pre signet. It was just testnet. People were trying to sell testnet coins. Yeah, I mean, testnet is just it's really hard to get liquidity, and also on Lightning it's kind of a graveyard of like people like me, like who like, Hey, let me fire up a testnet node. Cause I'm working on a project and you test something and then you just leave it running. And now you have like an illiquid shitty node in the network that maybe is discoverable, but not helpful for routing. So it's just kind of worst of a lot of worlds. Yeah. All right. Zeus version 0.7.5 dash alpha one pre-release. New camera with Samsung Galaxy support, new payment path view, handle display and flight payments, external link warning plus prompt, iOS clear saved settings on an install, settings display show all decimal places, lighting address, handle addresses hosted on Tor, LNRL mm. W patch for fixed amounts. Zeus is a beast. Oh man, Zeus is so cool. Yeah. Uh, Evan is doing such a great job. This, uh, I, I haven't seen this yet. So does it show you the, uh, the, the path that your lightning payment has taken actually af after paying it? That would be pretty cool. That'd I wish nice. more and more uh, wallets would do that to visualize, you know, 
a couple mm-hmm. of hops that the payment uh, did after it succeeds. Or maybe during pathfinding even would be a nice way of you, uh, UX or feedback for the user. So to see that the, your node is trying all different, different paths across the network. This came up at Austin Bitcoin Design Club once and we kind of like brainstormed on it and I made like a, a visualization for it that I haven't wired up anywhere. But yeah, it, it, it is literally like searching through these paths and just showing you all these different branches that it could go down and then it, you know, it lands on one. So that's... Yeah, would be the best loading screen or, or you know, loading <laughs> indicator for a lightning payment I can imagine. Really yeah. cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, right? And you can do it kind of artistically kind of thing. Yeah, it could look cool. And it's just like, oh, something cool is coming. But if you actually know what's going on, like yeah. you realize that you're getting an insight into how well connected you are. Yeah, it also gives yeah. you some feedback about why a payment might be stuck uh, currently because maybe you're just stuck on one route and that ru- route is stuck or uh, the other option might be that your wallet is actually trying on thousands of different routes and you as a user, you don't really have a way to distinguish those two things. Uh, yeah. With that, you would be actually to know. You know. Nice. Another thing I really like here is this here show all decimal places in the settings, which uh, I find very cool and something yes, that please. more wallets or ev- every single wallet on the planet needs to adopt uh, is to, you know, don't crop the zeros after your Bitcoin display. If you tell me it's 0.0321 Bitcoin, I don't know what you're talking about. I need the zeros at the end to convert it into Satoshis because that's what my brain already thinks in uh, for for uh, values lower than 0.1 Bitcoin or something, yeah? Yeah, just give me the option on the menu, right? I mean, I get it that, like, they may not want to show to everybody, but, you know, Bitcoin has zeros. Get used to it. (laughs) Don't crop your zeros. Don't crop your zeros. Well, you know, maybe one sat one dollar will come about and then all these problems will be resolved. Blixed, version 0.6.6, updated LND to LND version 0.16, Added support for bimodal pathfinding. Added the ability to set label for a contact in the contact list. Sets amount on overview screen is now grouped. Nice. Do we have LND uh, LND 016 in this list at all? I mean, that should definitely deserves its own point as well because it's been a pretty big uh, release that the guys just shoved out and we might have covered on the last list episode oh yeah so it's a very recent release but uh it actually includes this bimodal pathfinding which is based on Rene picard's pathfinding uh experiments or research someone implemented a variant of that into lnd and it's nice to see that we have already wallets where you can just flip a switch and use that but uh, can you as far uh, explain as I know, to us what it is just very shortly, I think, I mean, uh, I mean, Paul, Paul probably knows better because he's very close to building something like that, I guess. But, uh, pathfinding usually is a simple problem where you just choose the shortest path in your, uh, database of lightning nodes, basically, right? You have a gossip graph in your, in your wallet. Um, and then you try to find the path with the le- uh, least amount of fee. Usually that's the most simplest way. And, uh, bimodal pathfinding or probability based pathfinding that uh, René has been working on also uh, considers what your uh, view is of the liquidity of these channels. So what your belief is of the liquidity of the channels in the path, the liquidity distribution, I should say, which is usually you don't know it. But for example, if you make one payment in one direction once, you can update your belief about, okay, now the liquidity needs to be at least that or this, and you can formalize this into a mathematical package, basically. 
Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard about this until just now, but I'm looking at the blog post, and it part of this is is based on this assumption and like empirical testing that typically liquidity on channels is lopsided in one direction or the other. So you don't want to assume that it would be nice if everything was like really balanced. That would make the algorithm simpler. But this like confronts the reality that typically liquidity is is lopsided yeah. on channels and incorporates that into the algorithm. Yeah, to be precise, so René Picard's work itself, I think, assumes a, a uniform distribution across the graph, and then it starts updating its belief from there. And uh, the L&D guys basically made their own version of it with some edit uh, assumptions, for example. I think one of those, that's why it's called bimodal pathfinding, that's uh, their own contribution to this is to assume that most channels either have the balance on one side or the other. And that's the, that's the probability distribution that they start, start with. Cool. All right. Torque version 0.20.3. New peers page, basic Slack and Telegram integrations, embedded binaries, workflow logs, and a bunch of other stuff. Don't know what Torque is. No, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Oh, node management software. Okay. Oh, yes, I remember For now. Large, Actually, we talked about it in the last nodes. episode. Yeah, no, it's it's very cool. It's like kind of like enterprisey way of managing a lot of Lightning nodes. Hmm. Nutstash Wallet. Nutstash Wallet is now live on Ambro Apple Store. Kali, any any comments about Nutstash Wallet? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, surprising, nice thing here. Um, it's by Gandalf21, who is one of the few uh, courageous cashew developers out there and uh, Nutstash wallet is his progressive web app uh, it's basically running in your browser it's a cashew wallet running in your browser and you can try it on nutstash.app but uh, now it's also on, in the umbrella app store which means that if you want to use it on your node you don't have to access an external website for that anymore you can just run it on your own thing and the nice thing about also running it on your own hardware is that uh, Gandalf is working on a live backup scheme that will then be able to back up all your eCash basically for every single transaction that you do directly onto your node. That is pretty cool. Phoenix iOS version 1.6.0. Add to our support, add screen to export your local payments, SCSV, add a screen to easily reset the wallet data. Man, like this is the every freaking wallet needs to be able to export your payments in CSV format, even if the formats don't match, mm. because like people need to do accounting, people need to do things. So export the data. Don't want to have to send a screenshot to the to bookkeeper. <laughs> anyway, so that's a good one. Wave Lake account no longer needed to boost. Wave Lake Radio Launch creates playlists to tracks for discovering new music it's very cool i think it's noster based right oh, value for value kind yeah of it's thing. value for value music kind of like a soundcloud kind of thing but uh ln boosting and if i remember right this is, was built on noster or maybe not the noster i think it's later on the list but i'll bring it up now so I just checked that wave. Like, yeah, you just go to a sound song, a lot like SoundCloud, and you can click boost and it just shows you a, an invoice. So you can just pay an invoice. Yes. So there is this other project. It's not live yet, at least not publicly. Um, but you can see Rock, who works at 
uh, I think he works on Cash App. I think it's his project. Uh, it's called stemster.app. Uh, and it's kind of like that. You can upload your files. I don't know where the actual binary data goes to, but the uh, text data goes as a note uh, and is linked to your Noster key pair. And then you can, uh, people can sort of like uh, boost you and sort of like, anyways, yeah, SoundCloud, it's kind of cool. Uh, there is a few of those projects kind of like going on. Figured that was a good place to add it. Satimoto, electric vehicle charging. Yeah. Um, I have one thing here to say about Satimoto. I met the mm. guy and he explained to me this uh, this app and it's truly fascinating. So this is a electric vehicle charging app, which means that if you have an electric vehicle, it just plugs into existing infrastructure and you can charge your phone with Bitcoin. So it sounds like it's just this product, but what this guy has actually built is a full lightning node inside this app. So unlike oh, so that's cool. The electric vehicle charging part, I don't know, but the <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, usually you would assume or expect someone offering a service for Bitcoin that they have some kind of a custodial setup somewhere in the background and you buy, I don't know, uh, some kind of a balance or so. But this guy literally put a whole lightning node inside the app itself, which means that if you use that service, it's fully uh, self-sovereign node on your phone. Nice. Yeah, it looks like it's built on L&D. Zaprite rebuild database migrated from Firebase to Postgres. Man, Firebase were so much better before Google. Checkouts uh, and a bunch of other improvements. Yeah, they've been working on this <clears throat> relaunch for a while, re-architecture. I'm, re I'm really excited about it. I think it will... Because like Zaprite has kind of a kind of a platform aspect. Like it is just sort of like a small business way to like you know bill people and bitcoin and stuff like that but it has okay. a lot of integrations and so by having like a more hardened backend i think a lot more is going to be feasible uh, to use this so I'm, I'm excited to play with it i know that i know the people working on it nice pretty That's pretty cool. happy for them all right any other lightning software updates that we should know about no all right Bitcoin and Lightning Project Spotlight. Bitcoin.rock, simple website explaining why Bitcoin rocks. <laughs> Perfect for orange peeling. PSBT.io, that's a Pablo uh, project, I think. A uh, nice little way to, for you to construct and deconstruct PSBTs, right? Uh, no, it's if this, then that for PSBTs. Uh, very cool. Good domain, too. Yeah, send Bitcoin transactions when certain conditions are met. Yeah. That's fun. Mercury Wallet release Mercury Node, a lightweight Bitcoin Lightning Node implementation. Hold on, is this a whole implementation <laughs> of a Lightning Node? <laughs> Just like that? Just like that. I, I think it is. Uh, what is it based on, LDK? Here we go. Yeah, LDK is, is changing everything. It's It's crazy. Yeah, you know that that old rule, like if two nodes implement a feature, then it's like consensus. It's yeah, you know, does it count if you built your node on top of LDK? Because Mutiny, we're going to build a node like this. Is it is it ready yet? No, 
<laughs> we have been working on getting like uh, it's really web focused right now, so we're kind of like compartmentalizing the code so that the the web specific stuff is in its own structure, so that the Rust LDK node part it will be easier to ship to like a server or something. Again, like you know, <laughs> something like this. But yeah, if we add a feature to that is and 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 a Mercury node adds a feature, then we're just that's consensus now, right? Yeah, it is. Well, that's the cool thing that I like about like you know layer two is that like you don't have to be in full consensus with everyone because you can always fall back to Bitcoin uh, to clear. Parman, oh Parmanode by Armin de Parman. It's a cool little project. Armin has a lot of like interesting guides and and a lot of education around the Bitcoin custody and things. Uh, and he has now his own little uh, uh, node package sort of. Uh, solution. It's, open it's like an umbral type of thing. Uh, yeah, minus the UI and stuff. Hmm. LNProxy.org creates wrapped invoices, VPN-like privacy for Lightning. Have you guys used that? I haven't used it, but I I love it. I love it conceptually, and I love the the interface. The interface is kind of a inspo for at Voltage. We made a like our Flow 2.0 on-demand LSP thing. So like we make zero comp channels, but we do it by wrapping a lightning invoice. So like the minimal UX of of the LSP is exactly like Ellen Proxy, where you just paste in an invoice, get back a wrapped invoice. And when that's paid, you get a channel. So anyways, love the, con just conceptually in lightning, it's very interesting that you can gain privacy through this sort of indirection without, it's not custodial because the receiver is, is the one that knows the pre-image. Cool. So you, you can you can wrap it and as long as you keep that pre-image the same that nobody along the chain of wrapping actually is able to sweep the funds. Very nice. Yeah, what I like about this is LM Proxy is a bit of a punk project basically. It gives you all the benefits of you know, uh, outstanding and developed on lightning uh, improvements like Bolt 12, blinded paths or trampoline routing and all these things that also have a consensus part in which the people have to agree on the protocol. But LN proxy is, you know, it's like the LN URL version of blinded path, basically just a dude that came up with the idea and just runs it and it's fine. You don't need to upgrade anything. It's not the best and most elegant way of solving it, but it just works today and you can run it yourself and be a, be an LN proxy for other people as well. Cool. Yeah, I love this. Like, I am a huge fan of this don't ask for permission kind of way of doing things. It, you know, like, I mean, it might not be great, might not be what people want, but you don't need permission. <laughs> you know, just go and make it. All right. Now we get to this Noster part of the show. There's a lot of updates on it. A lot of them related to Bitcoin as well. So NIP47, Nostra Wallet Connect, makes Zaps possible without the user needing to open a different app to only pay a Lightning invoice. That's nice. Another NIP, NIP15, Nostra Marketplace. is pretty excited about this one. It just helps formalize a little bit like what uh, a Nostra note for a market uh, should look like. That's going to be a huge deal. But cool thing about Nostra is that... Uh, you don't even need to use this NIP if you don't want to to make uh, markets either. There is uh, now a uh, a non no a non a non what's the name 
God damn Pablo and the names. Anana, Anana Noster. <laughs> What's that? Anana, AnanaNoster.com is, Anana is in pineapple, by the way. <laughs> Anana Noster is a Craigslist for Noster. It's pretty cool. So yeah, I think this is this is really really cool actually that people start building more complex protocols on top of Noster, where something like NIP15. I haven't been directly involved with it, but I was very close to you know Ben and Vlad and Tal, uh, parts of the Ellen Bits team has been working on this, and so you have this interactive protocols already emerging on top of Noster itself, where you can imagine like babe. And buying a product on a shop and paying for it and getting back to confirmation, all of these things takes a couple of back and forth between uh, the market and the customer. So very cool to see that people are working in that direction. Yeah, you know, it just goes back to the reason why I always bring Noster on Bitcoin and Bitcoin on Noster. It's like these two things are made a match made in heaven. I'm really excited about the the merchant stuff. I haven't like read this specific spec, but I, I do think there's like a long run decentralization potential for commerce like there's there's a lot of inefficiencies that we like solved by like put all the pencils in big amazon warehouses near big cities um so you can get like same day deliveries and stuff it's like but like there's lots of people that have pencils that are a lot closer to me than those yes and so if there were good ways to discover them without you know I don't know. I, I want ultimately. I want to be able to put out like a, a like an RF uh, like a request for a proposal when I want to buy a, pr- a pencil, and then have some decentralized swarm, you know, bid on this need and 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 show me the best way to satisfy. Anyways, there's a lot of potential there. You know, it's funny. Alibaba tries to do that, right? When you uh, when you put an, a bid on a soft bid, really on uh, or a proposal as they call it on a manufacturer of a thing hmm. they will also offer you another 10 manufacturers to do the same thing and you can press a button that just essentially pushes that as a request offer right to a bunch of other ones and you know it's all poorly made horrible ux and then it just end up being spammed but if that was done right <laughs> the, the concept is very similar right i mean it's like i need a pencil of this spec right like can I please get a bunch of offers? Do you know what I mean? With a pencil of this spec. And then it's like, oh, I like this one because is the sort of like in in the the you know, X and Y axis is like quality and price, you know what I mean? And, and like location kind of, you know, like it hits the right spot and like poof, pay. Hmm. Yeah. I think it'll come. I really do. All right, so uh, Dama's version 1.4.3. I think there's like a, another few versions that came after that one as well. So they have a bunch of new updates. It's really cool. I've been skipping very detailed releases on Noster just because there's so much going on. Snart Social version 0.1.6. They have a NIP5 management page. So you can, oh yeah, I just saw that you can actually have multiple accounts now on Snort. Amethyst is also progressing well. Version 0.32. Point two, lots of stuff, and they have lightning pools. Forgot to nip now, but uh, those are cool. N blog version zero point three point zero. So this is essentially a ghost replacement on Noster. This one was uh, a bounty that I had a while back, so he's still adding more things, and he supports atom feeds now. That's really cool. So uh, instead of using 
Substack or Ghost to have your company blog, you can use nBlog. Yeah, we just set up a Ghost blog for Mutiny, and uh, I was like, I bet there's some Noster yeah. thing soon, but we also wanted there something. There is already that- three. <laughs> yeah, we wanted something that we like knew would work and uh, we didn't have to spend too much time fiddling with, but I hope to at least be able to like republish. Oh, so here's the cool thing. My request and my bounty, which NBlog did meet, is that it has to be as easy as forking the repo mm. and pressing the button start GitHub page. Mm. So it's hosted on GitHub pages. Nice. And like, yeah, it, it's it's quite amazing, actually. So, yeah, you guys should try that. Quarakol. Version 0.2.23, use relays specified in back 32 entities, add color relay indicator. So Coracle is like, it's a very cool web client that's like growing. Uh, it's getting some more market share too. And they also support multiple rooms, right? Like multiple chat rooms kind of thing. All right. Noster Project Spotlights. Nostrit. Again, another one by Pablo. <laughs> Publish a Noster note. When something happens, it's kind of like if this, then that for not. He's just really into cron jobs right now. Yeah, I think so. He just learned about cron jobs and TypeScript. <laughs> if I have an element of feedback for Pablo, he needs the link to his GitHub. So it's easier to stalk him on GitHub. I know. He also launched, uh, what's the name of that thing again? Jesus Christ, the name's Pablo. Okay, Zapworthy. It's like an extension to post things on on uh, Noster as a note, like properly sort of formatted and stuff. So that's cool. Uh, we can add to the notes after Noster. Noster Graph Dashboard. Get insights into your Noster network, your events, summarize your your delay events by kind, and okay, a bunch of other stuff there. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. So another one is uh, primal.net. They've greatly improved their analytics. It's really cool. So if you go to primal.net slash explore, I'll add this to the notes as well. Uh, it's the only one that you can get a true view of the network. Super, super cool. So Nostra has right now 470,000 active users. And then you can see your, your immediate network, your expanded network, uh, and a bunch of other things. I, I really like that. I've been using it a lot. And if you want to know your true follower count, you can just put your NPUB there and uh, they will show you your profile and that would be, you'd be surprised at how many followers you have. Can you repeat the URL again? It's uh, primal.net. Yeah, I, I'm scared that primal is just too good. Like I might just... <laughs> well, uh, it, 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 maybe it's not scary. Like it, it, it could just be the fact that this will be a better way to use Noster is that you kind of have a proxy, which is a server yeah. that subscribes to a bunch of relays on your behalf so that your client isn't sending gigabytes of JSON back and forth all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the current solutions don't really scale, right? I mean, it's completely unrealistic to have clients being sort of like so dumb, right? There's mm. supposed to be dumb relays and smart clients. Right now we have like, you know, dumb relays and dumb clients. So like, the, the, like it's a good start. So Emilian, the, the guy building up, Primo, uh, he he's going to release their caching server open source soon so people can use it. So nice. the, a caching server that's done like very well is very important. I think that's going to resolve a lot of the issues. And then maybe you can run that caching server locally. Maybe it has to be a server. I don't know. Yeah. 
If I could like spin up like a five dollar digital ocean box that does all my Nostra yeah. caching, and I just hit that with like one WebSocket connection and get the minimal that would be nice, that my right? client needs. Yeah, your phone battery is gonna last. In <laughs> <laughs> Nostra right now, is like the phone battery gone. <laughs> there is something on this list that might interest you. We're gonna come to it. Cool. Uh, Nostra chat, a widget chat for your website. That's also Pablo. So Pablo's attempt now is to build a one sort of like little app for every possible thing that Nostra can do mm. so that he can learn. Uh, it's pretty cool. He's like an idea squatting. That's right. He's totally idea squatting <laughs> with terrible names. So Anana Nostra, I think we covered. N3XB, native Nostra, no KYC exchange for Bitcoin. That's cool. So it's a layer two protocol inspired by and runs on top of Noster. The goal is to be a simple but extensible protocol to facilitate exchanges and marketplaces, interoperable, censorship resistant, privacy aware, and decentralized manner. Cool. I, I really want to see like Bitcoin trading on the Noster protocol. It's it's just gonna be like perfect. <laughs> hmm. Is this the one you wanted to talk about, Kali? No, actually, um, I was looking down the list. There is another Nostra section coming up. <laughs> yeah. How do you end up? I, I don't understand this list breakdown <laughs> of how you end up in which portion of the list. I think we've uh, we've we've mangled, mangled a little bit the list today. The thing is, we have we're trying to figure out the right format, but we have actual software releases, right, with the commits and stuff on the top, and then we're trying to do is. Project Spotlight, so like new projects that, you know, not necessarily going to, I'm not going to read their notes because it's new and maybe it's the only version that will ever be about. So we want to talk about them. And then there is sort of like news kind of thing, right? But news and Project Spotlights might mm -hmm. overlap. Not a simple sort of way of breaking down. It's still trying to, to figure out something. Okay, so, or should we do Bitcoin Optech to break it up a bit and then we do more news and noteworthy? Yeah, let's do Optech. Um, oh yeah, uh, Paul is saying that I skipped the boost. We'll get there. Thank you, Paul. I mean, you're already becoming a co-host there and it's your first mm. appearance. Very good. Looking out for you. Looking out. Okay. Uh, boosts. All right. Purple Deer. Thank you for the honest, fun and technical signal. You all rock. Pura Vida. Nice show. Very informative. Magenta Panda. Knowledge for plebs. Magenta Boar, these are all Breeze random generated accounts. Streaming mm. sats. North of the Wall must be Canadian. Oh, okay. Uh, sending key, sending key. Open. Ah, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So he gave me Ape <laughs> Myth Rendeer. Thank you, sir. <laughs> the note is just how to pronounce the name. That's, <laughs> I know, right? That's really well played. Uh, MR, MR, Bass Latest Fediment uh, regarding summary. Thank you. Uh, north of the Wall, sir, I know you're, you're kind of grumpy that we sound biased. Yes, we are. Well, at least I am fully, fully, fully biased. <laughs> I have preferences. I have businesses. And I am not impartial. That is not the goal of this show. So I, I hope that clear. And if you're okay with that trade-off, I, I welcome you as a listener. All right. Optac 244, preventing stranded capital with multi-party channel and channel factories. If you guys want to comment, great. Otherwise, I'll let, I'm going to let people sort of go dig. Watchtower accountability proofs. 
on Optech 245. Watchtowers have always been really interesting to me because I remember all the discussion when Lightning was first emerging. And it's like, how is this going to work? How is this not going to be centralized? And Watchtowers were in every single conversation. And like, mm-hmm. I don't, I literally don't know anybody specifically who runs a Watchtower for anything. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I know some people who've like worked on it a lot. I do. Of that course, means, you uh, do. Uh, if you, if here you, we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's included in LND. It's the layer three people do those things. <laughs> if you, if you have an LND node today, it's a simple switch, and suddenly you're a watchtower for for others. And hmm. if you go search, there's a very nice GitHub issue. I'm not sure which which uh, repository that was, but it was just asking people to post their addresses, their IP addresses for those who are running a watchtower. So what I did is go there and just pick ten random. Watchtowers or so, and just add them to my lightning node to sleep a little bit better at night, you know, leaving this uh, kind of uh, dangerous machine that a lightning node is being uh, at least watched for by a couple of other peers. Cool. And Optac 246, splicing specifications. That's kind of cool. That's coming out. Can't wait for splicing. Uh, these are all samples of Optac. Uh, some news that I, we thought they were important. Uh, but there is a lot more to each of those. All right, so news are not worthy. That was fast. Oh, actually, sorry, one more thing. Uh, proposed BIP for transaction terminology, Merch. Uh, he's working on that. That that should be very helpful. All right, so news are not worthy. The Bitcoin white paper is hidden in every modern copy of macOS. That was awesome. I didn't uh, actually check it on my... My computer yet. It's totally, man. It's all there. Any any MacBook after, I think, 20... Any Mac, really, after 2018, uh, last version of the OS, had it. Mm-hmm. Based. Uh, you don't have any supporters on the show, right? I can swear. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, Craig Wright, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, fuck Craig Wright. I, it's going to be hilarious if he sues Apple. I mean, like... Hilarious. Please do it, Craig. Uh, Please do uh, it. I would love that. <laughs> do you guys think Apple's going to remove this or is, or is Apple, lar- the larger Apple? Because Apple never seemed like a pro-Bitcoin company. And you know, this is very much seems like a rogue employee type thing. Yeah, so so like Apple is kind of weird. Like they they like to keep their employees on a leash in terms of public sort of speaking or talking about anything internal. But like they have like, some of the best, most serious engineers in the planet. Hmm. And a lot of these guys are fully based. They just not allowed to have based opinions out loud. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it's very possible they, they remove it like quietly on a following release kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it would be cool if they don't, that would sort of quietly really give a hint, you know, the, the cannery in the coal mine. That's right. Yeah. Like a based bat signal. That's right. Uh, lightning. Uh, resizing lightning channels, off-chain, hierarchical channels. That was interesting. I couldn't understand really how this works, but uh, if you guys want to comment on it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've looked at it and I've skimmed over it, but it's a larger pro- uh, document, so I haven't taken <laughs> the time. Large. But <laughs> But the ambitions are insane. So if this turns out to be viable, it might really be a game changer from what I could uh, gather from this proposal was that it allows you to send channel capacity basically between pairs of peers. That means 
you know, when splicing is an improvement over closing a channel and opening a channel all in one transaction, uh, this would allow you to, to do something similar to that without any transaction, basically using HTLCs inside the Lightning Network, so you don't have to settle anything. So I think one paragraph in that paper is nicely, it sums it up with, you know, what Lightning is for Bitcoin, hierarchical channels are for channel resizing, basically, or something like that. Very cool. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, th there is like, there is something going on, uh, like in, in terms of like snowballing and accelerating advancements right now. Like, I, you know, I can't quite put the finger on it, but like there is something going on. It's like every week there is some essentially like discovery in this field, right? And like the pace of it, it's kind of like, it's scary. Like, you know, it's like there's some AI out there that's like now playing NIMS on Bitcoin and cryptography and sort of like every week comes up with something completely absurd and new and totally doable. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. Like it, it's, it's hard to convey like how hard a lot of this new stuff is to come up with and, and like how fast this stuff is coming up. Like, you know, you always sort of have this picture of like, you know, how many like, real galaxy brain cryptographers there is out there you know it's like three guys you know like <laughs> yeah i mean but, but uh these are you know something like this this is a sign for that there is a person out there who yes. spends a lot of time just thinking yes, about this like one singular <laughs> issue yeah exactly and writes writes up this this also large document that tries to explain this so I mean, I, I just hope that the number of people doing that just can go up and up because I, I literally think that the number of people cannot be that high. You know, it's yeah. still Bitcoin is still niche. But as you said, what happens when, I don't know, the universities start teaching this stuff and it just generates more and more researchers? I, I think the problem is like the all the universities and, and everything else is starting to look boring comparing to the math you can play with on like Bitcoin, Lightning, Noster, and this. No, thing. that's not true. I mean, look at cryptography papers. This is this is academic work. You can you see know, that I people know, I know producing these papers probably were doing academic work as well. Yeah, I know, but they're not doing this in the in the school, right? Like they're doing this on their spare time. Like probably spend the last two years thinking about this problem. Like they have the skills and the knowledge. And they're like shooting this stuff on mailing lists, right? Like mm. they're not publishing this in some like, you know, journal or anything else. It's just like all this stuff is coming as practical, usable things. It, like that's the, to me, the the sort of like, whoa moment here. It, it's, and, and it's like every other week, something comes out. We we have a, like a local cryptographer in Austin. I don't think he's. Uh, even like a Bitcoiner really, but he, he comes to the bit devs and <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, it is wild because it's like, we don't, I mean, I don't understand most of what he's saying, uh, <laughs> but he is usually typically able to like boil down to like, okay, what's the takeaway? And like, obviously as Bitcoiners, we don't just care about this for the math. Like we care about it, like for mm -hmm. the UX improvement. And here's obviously a, would sounds like a huge UX improvement. I'm curious what you guys think of like the pipeline, you know, what, what, what are, what are like the best ways that work, like that these people show up? Is, is it because they like were studying cryptography in college or math in college and then no, they I, got interested in Bitcoin or where, where do we, where do we get these good, these good ones from? I think what's happening is it's like pure nerd sniping and catnip, right? Like, I mean, there is very few places 
and very few projects that like you can you can sort of like have like all this like interesting problem sets, right? Like and all this interesting math to go around. I mean, just look at adapter signatures, right? I mean, that's like Bitcoin <laughs> is like shoving stuff inside stuff inside stuff so you don't have to break going backwards, right? Like it's like absolutely crazy challenging problems. And like this guy is now have a place where one like the math is interesting, everything is interesting, the purpose is interesting, and if it works, like it gets deployed. <laughs> you know, like it's very rare that you have this stuff in other fields, like at least in the fast space. Absolutely agree on on the just the motivation of, of working on Bitcoin is is different from working on just an intellectual problem or something. But uh, you know. I think still the level of technical expertise that you need for most of these things indicates strongly that these are people doing it professionally somehow mm -hmm. before in the academia world or being mathematicians, being computer scientists or something like that. So, but you know, like look at like Naval, for example, right? Like no, Naval course, is what, like sub 20 or he's like 20 now. <laughs> you know, there like, are many, many uh, exceptions to this. It's not a rule. I mean, it's just yeah. trying to make an observation, I think. But, you know, if this is true, what I'm saying, it might be wrong. But if this is true, then it would mean that also academia plays a role, should play a better role or more, you know, be more involved with Bitcoin uh, development itself. Because as we've said before, I mean, there's a very big number of people potentially being useful for Bitcoin who just simply don't know about it. I don't know, man. You go to all these universities, all that they do is shitcoin stuff. Like 99% of their curriculum related to this stuff is all like pure, unadulterated garbage shitcoin things. Like MIT, like all these guys hate Bitcoin too because they're all sour grapes. And like, you know, the climate, Bitcoin is bad for the climate. And like, I don't know. I'm very disenchanted with academia and, and Bitcoin sort of relationship. It's it's just so bad. It's been so bad. I don't know. Maybe it will change. Good thing it's a decentralized system as well. So you cannot really generalize over all of them. There is, there's always the, uh, the ones that follow the stream and the ones that flow against it. Right? All right. Kali is going to take the position to defend academia. Fine, Kali. <laughs> It's fine to me. I was going to tell you, Satoshi was an academic. <laughs> I think he was a criminal. Well, I mean, you know, his crime shouldn't be a crime, but still. Uh, LightSpark platform launches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about LightSpark. That if you go to the pricing page, for $300,000 a month of, or of monthly Lightning transactions, you're using their API, like basically like a Stripe-style API, costs $1,500 a month. So LightSpark has basically said like, hey, I bet you can't provide a nice way to use Lightning for a business for less than $1,500 a month. So it's just like this awesome like benchmark. It's like, oh, beat, beat LightSpark, you know? So it's, it's a nice little challenge to, to everybody out there. Beat, beat LightSpark. Make this UX, because it is a nice UX. It's a pretty simple API to use Lightning uh, with no worries. And it's just a, an absurd price. Do they also that's offer just, fiat that's services? The tier one. Like, do they do they also offer fiat stuff? So, do they, do they send you fiat to your bank account or something like that? Are yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Oh, wait, LightSpark is the the Libra guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is like huge VC bucks. Like yeah, millions yeah. of dollars have gone into this. But, you know, it makes sense. I mean, you know, like, honestly, like, if you're a little bit bigger business and you need all the checkbox, 
like stuff done compliance and sort of uh, auditing yeah. and all that stuff you know like that's actually cheap i guess there are different ways of approaching a market right some try it from the lower bound and yeah. others try it from the upper bound and the ones on the upper bound usually make all the money so that's right yep microstrategy converted all company emails to lightning addresses that that was cool that was that was a cute little thing you can tip anyone now at uh, microstrategy wallets of satoshi processed 905,000 lightning payments in March. I bet like 90% of it is Noster zapping. <laughs> Wallets of Satoshi points of sale first look. All right, Noster. Civkit, uh, a peer-to-peer electronic market system proposed by Nicholas Gregory, Ray Youssef, and Antoine Riard. Wasn't that called Anon or something like that? Uh, you mean Noons or something? They, yeah. Because Paxful closed yes. and they redirected their customers to a new service called Noons, I think, one of also okay. a similar marketplace thing. But as far as I understood, this is a this is a you know disconnected from that in the sense that it's a proposal to cool. as it says to build peer to peer markets. Nice. We're gonna have a lot of these in the next yep, uh, we few months. Already a couple of contestants for this role, which is some yeah, you could say it's not so good because it's maybe not efficient to work on different things, but I think it's actually well, it has so to be, early. Right? it needs to some some need to die, some need to survive. Uh, I also think that is imperative that you have multiple types of markets with different kinds of trade-offs, right? So like you have some that are optimized for, I don't know, like faster trading, right? So people are trading actual digital assets. And then you have like some that are for you to trade, like, I don't know, like uh, broken barbecues. You know what I mean? Like you want to sell them on the side of the road. Yeah. Like we need variety, guys. Don't try to all work together. <laughs> Compete with each other a little. LN Bits announces Noster Market, Noster Client, and Noster related extensions. Yeah. Why don't you run us down over it? Yeah, we had a, we had a, a Noster spree uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, in our in our team at Elambits, and so one thing that we've been working on, uh, as we also talked about before, this NIP fifteen, which is uh, markets, and we also have made the software for uh, f that can use that NIP. So there is a it's uh, this Noster market has two parts. It's the market that runs in your Elambits node. And uh, you can add, you know, different products and stuff like that. And then you publish the market to Noster. And then there, there are, there's a web client that you can run on a separate device or just runs locally. It's a Noster client, but all it does is go to relays and ask them for markets and for styles and for all these products. And when you want to buy something, it basically sends signals back to the market and the market has all the lightning stuff built in as well because it's running on Elembit's node. So it'll send you... For your order, it will send you a lightning invoice. You pay the invoice, then the market knows you paid the invoice and so on and so forth. And if you want to, you know, if you need support or whatever, you can just drop, you know, just immediately go to the DMs and start DMing uh, with the Noster market owner. So that is pretty cool. I think, you know, very, very uh, excited to see what people will start selling. I think, you know, have a low barrier of entry for these decentralized markets uh, will be very interesting to watch. Very cool. Well, plus you guys have all the infrastructure for Lightning, right? So like that's yeah, exactly. That makes it. So yeah, speaking of the Nostra client, that is the one with the most boring name, but it's basically so we call it Nostra client or Nostra multiplexer. It is what uh, it's it's a tool for Elembits itself. So it runs in the background and gives all the other extensions uh, ability to talk to Nostra. 
It's basically an always-on Noster client that runs on your computer or on your node, and other parts of your software can can use it. Uh, what you can also use it for, though, is what we've talked about before, which is this multiplexing. So right now, what I'm doing actually to, with this also to test its, its uh, limits is uh, I have one server in, in on my server. I have this Nostra client running and this Nostra client is connected to 25 relays or so. And it can bundle all the traffic coming from those relays and uh, relay it back into one WebSocket. So I, my Nostra client on my phone has one relay configured now, which is my my Nostra client multiplexer thing. And from there out, it spans into span uh, into two, uh, 20 different relays. So that's great for battery and probably also traffic and so on. We live in a dream. Yep. Check it out. And the last one is Nostra Relay, uh, which is insane work by Vlad. He literally just built a relay. So it is that it has so many different things that it supports, uh, you know, everything lightning and payments is also integrated because it runs on LMBits. So you can just spin up a paid light, uh, Nostra uh, relay and offer it to others, sell nips and all those nice things, uh, when you, when you have it all together in LMBits package. So definitely check it out. It's really funny, isn't it? Like it seems that, uh, men rather build Nostra relays than go to therapy. Me, it's totally true. Like, I mean, the amount of guys I know who just sort of like, and I spent the holidays building a relay. Oops. <laughs> you know, like, but it really goes to show, right? Like the, the power of like the Noster sort of protocol design. Like it, it's very interesting how fast it can put together a relay based on your preference of like language and trade-offs and things. And it works. Like try to build TCP IP stack. <laughs> You yep, know, like exactly. It's right. It's not like this is this is really really amazing. The simplicity of Nostra really shines when when you do stuff like this. All right, uh, Voltage has announced. Sorry, has launched support for Nostra, NIP five Zaps Lightning addresses. Yeah. So this this was the last thing I worked on at Voltage before starting at, at Mutiny full time, and I was really excited about it because it basically means that any Voltage node can easily have a Lightning ad address or multiple lightning addresses in front of it. The other way to do that right now on Voltage is LNBits or BTC Pay. So you get like a Paul at VLT.GE kind of lightning address, uh, which is pretty pretty nice. So go go camp your name if, if you're interested in that. But it, I'm excited, you know, like obviously Wallace Satoshi has been huge. And, you know, Voltage is not exact like, the, the, the perfect cypherpunk dream of running your own, you know, node, but it's more cypherpunk, I think, than a custodial lightning wallet. So I, I think it's pretty nice. So should I should I just uh, like you know should I use it instead of Breeze kind of thing? Is that uh, will be that a comparison? Do you get Zaps to Breeze? Uh, no, nope. I do. I do Zaps to what's the name? Albi. Albi. Yeah, that's custodial, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this would be less custodial if you have a lightning node on Voltage. Uh, the big thing there is you still have to manage your liquidity, uh, which is, you know, the flow 2.0. So the other thing I worked on, well, the two things I worked on recently did not kiss. So like ideally you'd get automatic inbound liquidity so that you don't, don't have to worry about that if you just set up a node just for zapping. You know what's cool uh, with Albi, it's still kind of segregated because I can use Zeus with Albi. Mm. Uh, so I can control my own sort of like Albi multi-tenant, I imagine, node there. 
But the the ZAPs won't work uh, non-custodially because it needs to the payment needs yes. to be managed by the entity yes. sending back the ZAP to to the Nostra network. That's right. By the way, so for the hackers out there, there's the LNURLP extension in, in LNBits. You can use the branch called Zaps, I think. That's what I've been working on. You can host your own non-custodial Zaps on your LNBits very, very easily without configuration, basically. Very nice. All right. Uh, privacy. Chivo Wallet is flagging and freezing wallets who receive transactions from Wasabi. Like, duh. <laughs> I Oops. mean, government wallet is going to do government wallet things, right? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, like they should just ping uh, chain analysis uh, and, and take the data directly. I mean, I think they actually do. Uh, when I was in El Salvador, I heard uh, someone told me that, you know, the reason why the lightning payments for Tuchivo takes two seconds or so is because on average, I don't know, I'm making this up, but 1.25 seconds of those are just chain analysis, sending the invoice to them and getting a green light back, basically. Right. Yeah. Yay. So they already also employed. Now I feel like censorship is an API, right? Mm. New Stratum V2 reference implementation updated job negotiator. That's cool. Stratum V2 is a, it's a huge upgrade to what we have now. Sweden to increase data center taxes by 6,000%. <laughs> Man, that, is like, how is that even possible? Yeah, I know. But like, also like commies like really like, they really want to have fun staying poor, right? I mean, mm. it's like, what are they going to do now? Like they should do that to gaming. You know, like if you game in your house, they're going to have 6, like... 6,000 percent. 6,000. That's right. It's so dumb. It's just, you know, money just moves away. Is this just for Bitcoin miners or is it for all data center activities? Do they... I imagine they can't figure out. So they would just probably do it for all data centers. So they're well, not going to have data centers in Sweden anymore. Congratulations, Sweden. Wrecked. Do you know what's, uh, what is cool in the news? It was the meme that Pierre did with Riot Mining versus the New York Times. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, man. So Pierre, well, first, New York Times wrote a hit piece on mining in this town, a smaller town in Texas. Uh, and they went full retard, right? They did a hazy picture in a place that there's no haze. They got the name of the town wrong. And then they went with like full stupid carbon accounting article on it, right? And then Pierre and Pierre's fashion got like a, a good video uh, uh, media crew there. And he went around testing the air quality with a, an actual meter. You know, of course, like perfect air quality. And then he went right on the miners and he checked. CO2 levels. That's right. CO2 levels. And it turns out that miners don't produce any CO2. It's amazing. No way. Really? Just yeah. like electric vehicles, you mean? That's right. Mm -hmm. oh, cool. It's perfect. And he did it with the science. So believe the science, right? Because mm -hmm. science is a belief system now. So anyway, so so that was that. And then he got picked up by PC Game Magazine. And like he, they managed to uh, to ratio. They didn't get the joke. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, right? They, they, people are so dumb in media, right? Like mainstream media. It's just so bad. You know, the like they, they aren't sending their best line. Like That's I right. feel like. I feel like that is really the case in this New York Times thing, like getting the name of the town that you're shitting on wrong is, yeah, is really brutal. delightful. And then I feel like Pierre is like, we are sending our best. Oh, we <laughs> like, only have the best. You, you know what I mean? It's like, 
Bitcoin wins because we have the best memers. Like mm. we can do things and then here's, it gets better, right? And then I think it was Walter who like goes and creates a whole campaign called Stop the Presses. And they start mm. comparing the New York Times and like how all the, cre- the trees are getting cut because they're making paper. Tree slaughterhouses. Yes, that's right. Tree slaughterhouses. And, and they have a Twitter account. And man, it's just beautiful, beautiful. And, and like they took the perfect page out of the Greenpeace ads as well. Like it's beautifully produced. I highly recommend. And uh, I recommend also quote tweeting in, in rage that the environment is getting destroyed by the New York Times. I mean, this this whole topic is so fucked that you're not going to win or go get anywhere with rational debate anymore. Basically, it's out of the question. Already. There never so was. It's only about the memes now. That is That's literally right. the, the battlefield is the meme space. Uh, yes. So, and we're winning. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because it's full gaslighting, right, by politics, right? Full gaslighting. Carbon accounting is like, I mean, it's like you're looking me in the eyes and you're saying to me that I am an idiot. <laughs> and then you sell me something and you tax what you just sold. Anyways, oh, what are you going to do? We need to accelerate this. All right. <laughs> Pocket acquires Bitcoin wallet BitKeepy. Okay. Uh, Strike Sand globally is now available in Senegal, Benin, Rwanda, Ivory Coast, and Togo. Partner with Bitnob. Zebedee partners with Bitnob as well. Block partners with Africa, crypto exchange, yellow card. So I think they're going to have Cash App in some of those places. That's cool. This is interesting. You know, I mean, uh, many people will say these are custodial lightning wallets and now they, you know, they just talk lightning to each other. What does it even change or whatever? But uh, what I see here is obviously that's true. It's like companies, they use the lightning network. But the key point I think is interesting is that they use the lightning network for these kind of things. Now we're seeing, you know, cross-border payment companies literally basing their uh, business model on lightning and also their inter-business relationships happening on lightning itself. I think it, you know, really shows that the... Uh, the goals of Lightning conquering the payment space in Bitcoin kind of uh, really shines here. Nice. Privacy, linking Lion and entity linking Bitcoin transactions to IPs. I don't know about this one. Oh, yeah. That one, that one is, is scary. Well, fuck uh, them. So this is an entity since 2018 or so at least operating with lots of IP addresses connecting to every possible node out there. It's also active on the Monero network with the same IPs. You can check out the IP ranges. I was uh, a bit surprised to see that my node was connected to multiple of those IPs. So well, it's very hard, right, to like you know actively seek these these assholes and sort of block them out. Yep. But thankfully, you know, like if you do some decent, um, how does uh, Matt call it? Um, not mixing. It has another name for it. Anyways, collaborative transactions, collaborative transactions, and things of the sort. It's very hard for these guys to keep track of it. Well, this uh, I've really been thinking about this a lot ever since. You know, one of the interesting things about Noster is that it's sort of a broadcast m- method, and there's a lot of aspects of Bitcoin that can work with broadcast. Obviously, you know, a good example is is that we can broadcast the blocks from a satellite you know that's not mm-hmm. that's not internet that's not bi-directional communication that's just a broadcast thing and so publishing a transaction is also kind of a form uh, it's it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be interactive it should be broadcast sentiex um, man 
Yeah, and so like you can you can triangulate. No, push TX, sorry, push TX. What's push TX? Well, it's just it's it's the API for you to push a transaction, right? So it could be done by anybody. Mm. Yo, like yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be pushing even from your node, right? Like it, it should right. be something that just gets sort of you do it essentially a reverse timing attack, right? Nobody should know who pushed that transaction. Right. So to actually pub, like, yeah, I want to publish it in a broadcasty way, um, in a non way. So, anyways, I'm just hope I'm hopeful that there we we find some good broadcast mechanisms in Bitcoin. Like, especially in the long run, we camp one of these, you know, like whatever TV TV signal has PBS on it right now. We just publish Bitcoin things on it. So I think these uh, these ideas, some of them are already out there, right? And I mean, if you're extra paranoid, for example, you can publish your transaction through mempool.space or something yep. instead of publishing through your own node. But the big problem, I think, for Bitcoin Core is finding something that can be implemented into Bitcoin Core itself as a protocol or as a default something. So I would really love to see... Uh, small demons that take your transaction and pump it through Noster and then someone else picks it up and publishes it for you, for example. So that would be incredibly useful already. But, uh, you know, imagining that Bitcoin Core adopts this technique instead of mm. researching others, I think that's a whole different story, which seems to be, you know, one of the biggest problems in terms of privacy right now for Bitcoin Core is that, is that uh, Dandelion doesn't really work without getting dust uh, or other other types of relays protocols basically uh, don't really help they have a new peer-to-peer protocol that they're working on but that still doesn't really solve this really. i mean you could very easily like push a psbt over noster and then just have somebody like relay that or multiple ideally multiple nodes relay at the same time right that that's really the best way of doing it yeah it would be great if someone would just build a very small tool that just does exactly that. It listens for Bitcoin transactions on Noster. If it finds one, it publishes it through its own Bitcoin core. That would be very simple and nice thing to build. But having that applied, like uh, deployed on a global scale, every Bitcoin core does that. So th- th- that gap is very hard to close, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think somebody... I, I... Oh, I think it's us. I think uh, one of our guys is building a, a a finalizer, so like a web transaction finalizer. There is no reason why that couldn't be sort of extended into just also broadcasting the transaction, right? Because technically, you could even just like you could just push the PSBT around after it was signed but not finalized, and then somebody finalize it. Noster all the things. Yeah, <laughs> build an LN proxy on Noster. If a, anything, it just keeps the spooks busy, you know, like even if it's not a good solution. Uh, <laughs> all right. LNPBP Standard Association Educational Websites for Learning About RGB. Launch of UK First Bitcoin Only Policy Organization, Bitcoin Policy UK. Audience question. Joint market, Wasabi or Samurai, Bitcoin all caps. Uh, definitely joint market. <laughs> Especially using Joinster. That that would also have been what I said because Join Market is the one in the background with the bong, while Wasabi yes. and Samurai are fighting in the in the foreground. So uh, take the one, take the bong. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, the fight really is over dollars, right? I mean, like realistically speaking, it's just it's just a lot of money to be made being a centralized coordinator. So. 
you know, as soon as we have like a, a focus and an effort, especially by educators to get people on decentralized coordinators, like joint markets, then, uh, then things change. What it is surprising though, is like with the amount of attention and, and like bullshit that the, the legal system and countries do around this stuff is like how this guy's still operating. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, you know, me and me might solve some of those problems too. I still think that like light, through Lightning, we're going to have much better privacy once that's done better. Yeah. Yeah. Vortex is, is our plan for, for coin join and you, you can coin join, you know, into Taproot, but you can also coin join into uh, a Lightning channel, yep. which is, which is pretty fun. So instead of the out, taking the output of a coin join and then making a channel, you just your coin joins output is into a lightning channel, which is yeah. So it's gonna exciting. make the meme true, right? I mean, in the in the early days of like lightning, it's like why is it called lightning? It should be called darkening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. It's uh, you know it's supposed to make transactions dark, not light. So, anyways, so guys, uh, any other things that I may have missed that we should mention this week? Nope. Looks good. Awesome. Oh, uh, guys, uh, anyone listening that's interested in Nostra conferences, uh, go look up the Nostrica 2023. So we're looking at Tokyo maybe in November. Do go answer some of the surveys because it does help us figure out how many people are going to go and where to do it. It's going to be pretty cool. So, yeah, guys, I think that's it. We managed to cover quite a lot of ground in just shy of two hours. And you want to bet something crazy and huge is going to drop just after we stop recording <laughs> i um i enjoyed this because i I've been like i've been pretty heads down building stuff and then also like learning about ai right now like it's i mean you were talking about the kind of the explosion of cryptography stuff that that is happening right now in bitcoin which is which is great and probably more important but like i've never seen any industry move as fast as this ai thing right now that's it's pretty inspiring. I think it's because like there's still a low, a lot of low hanging fruit on this sort of AI uh, models that people are playing with. I think things are going to get very interesting once you start having a little bit more like more serious like open source AI stuff. Non custodial AI. More less custodial AI. Non custodial yeah. AI. Non custodial yeah. AI. We wanna. Um, we we're thinking of using it for mutiny for like a potentially uh, like a support channel like get our own AI trained on like Nakamoto Institute and like the Bitcoin glossaries and a bunch, a bunch of resources to have sort of some educational resource. I think that'd be fun, but I think there's, there, it's always frustrating, but it's kind of cool. It's like, there aren't really a ton of overlaps with, no. with AI and Bitcoin. Um, so I just get to like ask, Ask the AI how to how to code things all day. I, and, I mean, it'd uh, be cool. I know, and I love how everything is like completely like bullshit, like garbage, right? Like, mm. um, I'm very curious. Like, once you can actually, because right now everybody's just leveraging models that somebody else smarter wrote. Mm. But like, once you have like some some serious people trying to create models on like say how to route better, <laughs> right? Like like payments, like that that could get very interesting. But again, like so far, it seems like we still have a lot more math that can do the job better until we get into a sub-sentient being that makes bad jokes. Dude, so I, I, I'm keeping an overview of Bitcoin research, uh, you know, academic papers as they are being released because we, we go over them in our bit devs. And I'll shit you not, 
80%, 90% of papers you'll find, especially those that have something with Bitcoin and AI, is literally just price prediction. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, there's a lot of money in that, right? If somebody, because, okay, way, way back in the day, okay, with like a very, like, uh, like a, a, a very stupid algo was, if I remember right, was sell on Friday, rebuy on Sunday or the opposite, and you make 5% a week. <laughs> this was the Gox trading strategy, right? Like, so like, you know, you could totally find an AI that still can like beat the current sort of markets because sure. it's still stupid. So um, it, that's, that's the one thing, price prediction. And the second most thing that you'll find with Bitcoin and AI is chain analysis. So of course there you have it. Yeah. People working in chain analysis, look at yourself in the mirror, tell yourself to go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's a horrible thing you're doing to the world because the argument that somebody else is going to do it doesn't cut it. Okay. Because most of the bad guys don't have imagination. So they need your imagination for them to be able to do this stuff. Right. So stop working for them. Go do something else more constructive in your life. You're making the world a worse place for your children. Word. Sorry. That ended a little dark there, but yes, <laughs> go fuck yourselves. It does feel like there's an opportunity here right now. Cause I, um, I was listening to the all in podcast and they just kind of did like a victory lap for like the end of privacy on Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin has just been this one big honeypot that told people that they could have privacy and chain analysis has proven that there's no privacy on a long enough timeline. Uh, and so it's another little gauntlet for us. Yeah. I mean, is it, that true? It's all dumb, right? Like, no, it's not absolutely not true. Right. I mean, just think about all the open dimes that got moved on by like, you know, five, 10 people and have like zero chain footprint. Now just imagine like, you know, back in the day, everybody trading paper wallets. Right. So like the problem is the premises that the, the root of their trees on how they're like de-anonymizing people is very flawed. I think the, the reason why something like chain analysis exists or is so popular is compliance. It's the world yeah. of compliance that we've created. So there are tons of companies out there who don't give a fuck about cypherpunk ideals. They just want to have the stamp on them, which says we use chain analysis. We don't even care if it works or not, but we did our best and that's it. Yeah, but chain analysis goes and lobbies government so that if government go and forces companies to use chain analysis, right? It's a circle of assholes. These people are awful. Again, look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself to go fuck yourself. You're a horrible person if you work in chain analysis. Like horrible, horrible human being. And and you're going to lose. Anyways. <laughs> go work on price prediction. <laughs> I like the meme. Uh, it's like they want to know how you spend six hundred dollars, but they can't like audit a two two trillion dollar spending bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. So, guys, any other topics? Anything we've missed? Okay. So, I think that's it. Any final thoughts, Kali? No, man. Just if you're listening and you wanna, you're a developer and you didn't do get your hands dirty in the Bitcoin space uh, already, just do it. Look at one of these projects, start contributing. It's very easy. Start with easy stuff, start with boring stuff, and it will get uh, wild pretty soon. So please join us. Mm. I love oh, that. any final thoughts? I love that. Uh, no, I, I just want to echo Cali. Oh, come to, come to Bitcoin Plus Plus. I think that would be a good place to get started as a developer. But yeah, like, don't, I, I definitely thought early on in Bitcoin that I needed to like, 
memorize mastering Bitcoin and become like a core dev before I could contribute to Bitcoin. But like, there's a lot of people who just need like help centering a div on on the website. You know, you, you know, honestly, the best way to start in Bitcoin is by not being part of core, not participating in the mailing list, and just go build a product or a service that leverages Bitcoin. <laughs> it's a lot more sane. Yeah. And profitable. But yeah, come to Bitcoin Plus Plus. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Paul, for, for your first appearance. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for listening. For more resources, check the show notes. We put a lot of effort into them. And remember, we don't have a crystal ball. So let us know about your project. Visit Bitcoin.review to find out how to get in touch. Mm-hmm.